is Shell Sorrow and this is Fire and Soul, a community where awakening leaders and truth seekers gather to unite in sovereignty in today's triggered world. Featuring courageous and compassionate conversations, Fire and Soul will help you reclaim sovereignty in life, love, and leadership. Let's listen, learn, and stand together as models for our new world, starting now. Welcome back, family of light. Right now it is 1.11 p.m. on Thursday, April 14th. But I feel like my angels, well, I know my angels and my guides are right here blessing this dose, a solo dose in our sacred sanctuary and a follow-up to last week's uh, message called Deep in the Heart with Ayahuasca, which was a reflection of my Shipibo plant medicine experience the weekend before. And I know I have a lot of new listeners. That episode grew by over 40% of any download in a, in over a year's time. And uh, this community, our podcast, has grown by now five times over from when I decided and risked it all to take a stand for the truth that I knew I was here to serve. Once I awakened and went through some of the hardest parts of that, and then it was just like, oh man, I just got, I got to like go talk about this. And I didn't want to, but there was something pulling me forward that felt like I just couldn't ignore it. And, and then a bigger piece to that, which is interesting was and it was honest. It wasn't like a shame pattern or a shame loop. It was that because I knew I had been called and because I knew I had everything within me to answer the call, but because I didn't want to answer the call, I heard a thought of like, oh, you could never live with that cowardice energy. I was like, God dang it. Okay. <laughs> so I said, yes. Um, a lot of me coming out of the awakening closet, which was first all around, you know, the COVID vaccine and, and all of that. Then of course, as you go down the rabbit hole and you start to do a lot more research, this is probably true for you as well. Uh, then you start to realize, oh, it is so much bigger than just that. Right. Cause that's kind of the narrative on that is basically crumbled except for obviously some places in the world where it's just bananas. And I believe a lot of, a lot of lies and mind control and fear-mongering Shanghai and some other places, right? It's it's devastating if you get caught up in it. But again, zooming back out and looking at it from, from the point of view of like, yeah, humanity is going through something really intense. The lies and the programming uh, and the fear propaganda out of mainstream media, corporate media, legacy media, that then you can begin to connect the dots and see everything that maybe you had heard for decades that could be going on from the David Icke's of the world. And you're like, holy shit, it actually is is and we're here and we've gone direct i still have hope but anyway as i was awakening to that more and more and more uh and then getting present to you know the worst case scenario of new world order the new world order's agenda i came across uh ruby freeman's incredible book called potent leadership and she was actually recently on this podcast uh, with an episode titled Uncompromising Potency. It's one of the top downloads of this year. Second only to last week's Dark Night, or not Dark Night, felt like a Dark Night, uh, Deep in the Heart with Ayahuasca. Anyway, a lot of what I'm 
going to talk to today in the second half of this solo dose uh, in how to cultivate sovereignty came from me reading her book, Potent Leadership, that I read three times now. It's highlighted, it's underlined, it's earmarked. (laughs) And we dove into some of the key sections that really stood out for me in my conversation with her on this show. Uh, But I'm going to highly recommend that you pick it up. So I'll leave a note. Uh, a link in the show notes. I am not an affiliate. I do not benefit from this financially in any way. But because I want to speak about the antidotes um, to performing and proving a deep dive into what that looks like or or how it bees <laughs> in action in self-conscious leadership, which just seems to be an epidemic as far as I'm concerned, and I want to be one of the few that has the courage and the audacity to help eliminate as much of that as possible by helping you cultivate your sovereignty. And another word for that is knowing who the heck you are and leading with incredible integrity. So instead of me diving deeply into all the ways in which the performing and the proving and the fake and faux leadership shows up online, I'm going to just recommend that you pick up potent leadership. It's that good. You know, it is an incredible read and it's what has inspired a much, much deeper look into my own life uh, and into the lives of so many that I know or that I used to admire. Uh, I can still love, but admire and or respect, that's a different thing once you can start to see through so much of the performative messaging and self-conscious leadership. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Potent Leadership by Ruby Freeman. The tagline is drop the mask, ignite the real you, and reclaim the leader within. So good. Uh, um, So many messages and emails and DMs and all that incredible feedback from last week's episode. I, I want to read... Something that actually ties into what I just shared. This was an Apple podcast review. And by all means, if you haven't yet, please head on over to Apple podcast and leave a review. It does help more people that need this medicine to be magnetized to our community. This fire and soul podcast, AKA our sacred sanctuary. Uh, This came in from Irish girl 4372. The title is divinely led wisdom. She gave it five stars. With so much fluffy crap out in the land of podcast, it is not only refreshing, but absolutely necessary that Michelle Sorrow's voice, light, teachings, and wisdom is heard. I'm grateful for her courage to deconstruct everything she has ever known, to live her soul and light out loud. That's really beautiful. Wow. I'm going to read another one. She was brand new to the show. I don't even know how she found the show, maybe from a hashtag on Instagram. And she messaged me and said, Dear Michelle, I just listened to your newest podcast and felt called to send some love appreciation. Your words and reflections were such important medicine for me and completely validated my own experience. I needed to hear someone say out loud what I have been feeling inside. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing your truth. 
And that, my friends, is what it's all about. That's why your reviews help so much. That's why the more that we share the message and that you tune in and share with friends or, you know, share on social, tag me on social, I will repost and tag with my community. It's an ecosystem. It's a love frequency. It's a light consciousness. And we're in it together. And I thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a part of this. Okay, so today is going to be two parts. First, I received numerous questions uh, about last week's episode. So I want to just answer those uh, pretty succinctly. And then I want to walk it, walk you through a little bit of what's been working for me and how I've been able to tap more into my sovereign blueprint to be more soft and sovereign. And I'll also share how that term came into my field of awareness. It was a gift. Um, all right. Questions from deep in the heart with ayahuasca. Can you explain integration? What is it? This was actually asked by several people, including one of my uh, lifelong best friends. Integration. Uh, I'm so glad that you guys have asked because a lot of people bypass this part and it's the most important part when you've ever had any profoundly deep experience, whether it's, whether it's plant medicine, a yoga class, meditation, a personal development or spiritual retreat. Like, can you block your schedule off for minimum one to two or maybe up to three full days if you're fortunate enough with that spaciousness in your calendar? And can you allow the medicine, the healing, the insights from that experience to deepen and to integrate so that you become it, embody it, and you're grounded by it, right? You live it for a while anyway. It's imprinted. And an integration often uh, includes journaling and sitting in a lot of silence and meditating and just allowing it to deepen because otherwise we just go right back to the busyness of our to-do list and we're like eh. two three days later we're like yeah that was a that was fun or that was special but we don't have an imprint because we didn't embody it we didn't ground in it and let it be a new part of who we be in the world when we're not in that experience so I got some of my most profound insights days and days and days after the plant medicine because I was integrating and journaling and being with some of those insights that would come through as I would lay in the grass and look up at the sky and marvel at a cloud and notice the bird in flight and I just allowed everything to slow down. So integrating is key. Second question, does the Shipibo tradition include music? Great question. And I think the reason why that was asked by several of you is because I talked a lot about how Rhythmia, uh, the first place that I tried plant medicine in Costa Rica, utilizes a lot of music. And they have playlists, by the way, that you can even look up, um, you know, like on Spotify or Apple Music, Rhythmia playlist as an example. I have a playlist that, by the way, I've been curating since my days at Rhythmia uh, that you can also pick up. It's free. And I leave a link in the show notes called my medicine playlist. So if you'd like to, you, you can. Um, the Shipibo tradition is, is different in that not only do they not utilize music the first two thirds to three quarters of your journey each night, uh, but they also want you in complete darkness, obviously silence. They discourage, really don't want you at all to have any sidebar chatting. Um, and if you can, to stay sitting up as much as possible so that you are present to your experience and the medicine in your body so that, again, you can anchor and integrate it fully and deeply. So 
what happens after two thirds or three quarters of the night, right? Where there's no distractions, no external stimuli that you're really in your own journey. And I remember I was a little nervous about that when I first heard about it, because it was so different than what I had experienced at Rhythmia, where there was candles and lights and music and people, and you could talk to anyone about anything at any time. Um, you know, just different experiences. I was a little nervous, but I also knew that I was ready to go deeper. And, um, so there's that two thirds, three quarters of the way through the night. There, there are uh, chants. They're called Ikaros in the Shipibo tradition. And our, uh, he calls himself an apprentice, our facilitator, uh, in the Shipibo tradition, you aren't probably anointed the title maestro for a good, you know, 50, 60 years. You would be in, you'd be 70 years old about from, from the way that I understand it, before you are honored that title. So our facilitator, as incredible as he is, and the fiercest integrity um, and presence I have ever had the honor to experience, what a beautiful, benevolent guide. Uh, he's been studying for, I think, eight years with his maestro, who's 74, 75 years old, Papi Cabrato, down in uh, Peru in the Amazon, who'd been dieting, doing month-long dietas with Shipibo plant medicine, and his father, grandfather, and great-father, great-grandfathers were all maestros in the Shipibo plant medicine ceremonies. So he, Papa Gerberto, had been dieting since 11 years old, and it was at 70, I believe, he was finally honored the term maestro. <laughs> so 60 years later. Whoa. So our facilitator who calls himself an apprentice under the guidance of Papa Gerberto, uh, I think has been working with him for about eight years, but in total studying for 14. Anyway, studying under Papa Gerberto, Gerberto uh, he started to interpret uh, Papa Gerberto's Icaros, which are cleaning chants. So these people are ultra psychic. And once the plant medicine, plant medicine is activated, they can tune in as far as I understand and know exactly where they need to clean and clear wherever something is stuck within you, karmically, ancestrally, trauma wounds, whatever it may be, right? And um, it's incredible. So one by one, they'll call uh, or our apprentice called people up to his altar in the complete darkness and some could make it there, some couldn't. And if you couldn't, cause you just were immobilized on the plant medicine, he'd come to you and uh, he'd sing. And then he'd had a Peruvian flute and he had harmonica. He had his dear friend uh, also there playing music on the guitar and just singing from his fucking soul. I've never heard anything like this. And I have gone to incredible concerts and had heard in, amazing artist, nothing like this. Their music was as deeply and profoundly healing for me as the plant medicine itself. It was incredible. So yes, they do that, but it's a very different kind of an experience and it's very uh, sacred and it's also very personal. Mm, so good. All right. Were you scared to sit again after such harrowing experiences that you referred to, you know, while at Rhythmia? Yep. Scared. And in fact, the second morning or the first morning after the first night, I was like, fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm going home. I can go home. I have a car. I'm an adult. I can go home. I'm not doing this. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. It was scary for me, but I also know people that, that don't find it to be scary at all. They, they're like, Wee! wow, 
want to ride. And they love letting go of their conscious mind and, you know, tapping into the portal of the super conscious divine realm. Uh, and they're not afraid of what they'll see. Just for them, it's all fun. And it's, it's just fascinating. It's an experience that's just wild and true and, you know, vibrantly and wholly alive. Not for me. I think maybe it's because I haven't ever done a hallucinogenic and while plant medicine is not a synthetic drug by any means, it's a natural plant um, that works with the DMT in your own body. Um, yeah, just like mm, a little scared. And then even the second morning, I told myself, you know what, I don't think I would ever do this again. <laughs> by the time that I got home and I integrated and I could actually fully sit with the gifts of the integration and the lessons afterward that I shared last week, I know for sure that I'll go back again. Main reason why is because I don't want to let fear hold me back from anything that would deepen and strengthen my sovereign blueprint and me knowing who the hell I am in this world. The truth of who I am beyond this physical experience or this personality or name or background or past or identities and labels. The truth of who I am free and sovereign. So yeah, I'll go back. Next question. Why do you bring up drinking so much? Well, there's a re there's a couple reasons for that. Um, it's a valid question. A few of you asked about that. Hey, just curious. Why do you bring up drinking so much? My guess is, is that if that was you who asked and you're listening now, it's because you don't have a problem with alcohol. <laughs> Some people don't. Many do, and many of my listeners do. And the reason I know that is because energetically we magnetize very similar um yeah, energies to one another. And all the last year and a half from the beginning of 2020 to August 5th of 21, I picked up drinking again, a bottle of wine almost every single night. And even though I didn't drink for four full years before the pandemic and the lockdowns of LA, et cetera, I gave myself permission slip that it was okay. And then I even talked myself into the fact that it was fun and it was partying and this is my best self and who cares? I work my ass off. I deserve it. It's not a big deal. Everybody does it. And that's the other reason why I talk about it a lot is because alcohol is so widely accepted. And why do you think that is, my friends? Why do you think that liquor stores were one of the only, quote, uh, what do they call those businesses during the pandemic that were allowed to stay open? Necessary businesses? I can't remember the title right now because I knew it was all bullshit. Um, and so alcoholism increased exponentially. So did suicide and mental illness and weight gain, et cetera, right? So they want to enslave us not to be free and sovereign. And you can't think clearly mind, body, and soul if you are drinking on a regular basis. And by the way, that's also self-conscious leadership. It's a lie. You are in complete denial if you're pretending that you got it all figured out and you're showing up in your, you know, life with all the filters and all the mask, but you're drinking heavily every single night or even just drinking every single night. So if I can help even one person get free, it'll be worth it. Because it wasn't very long ago that I was once enslaved by it as well. And it wasn't very long before that, that I was enslaved by it. And I hope that I'm free for the rest of my life. But if I ever do get caught up in the lie, I'll let you know. But most people who drink are in complete denial. And because I have received multiple messages on social because I share so openly and honestly about my drinking and about how proud I am of, you know, honoring how many months it's been because it's now near nine months of not having a sip. 
And because so many people, at least three, that's a lot, three different, maybe four, have reached out and said, I want you to know because you've shared, you inspired me to finally let it go as well. I no longer lying to myself about how highly addicted I am. I want to be free and I'm doing it or I just did it. That's beautiful. So that's why I share because A, I get it. I get it. I get it. And it's incredible to be free. So if I can help anyone, that would be great. And finally, I want to try plant medicine. How do I discern what's best for me? Do your research. Do your research. Do your research. Not only research the facilitators and make sure that they are the real deal and not just recently certified by some online course that's all complete bullshit. Then speak to people that have actually gone through the experience. Find out how many people do they have? What is the plant medicine that they they offer? Uh, How long has this person been a facilitator? Have they ever been to the Amazon jungle and actually done a genuine, legit, authentic experience how many times right how many facilitators at the retreat are people well cared for this is a deeply sacred space and kind of like what i shared last week my facilitators must be unvaccinated and must know the greatest worst case scenario of the new world order's agenda i need to know that we're on the same page about everything like that in life and that we know That we as humanity have everything within us to be capable of prevailing over the worst case scenario. But we can also be with the reality of that concept coming to life and we still choose love, joy, and peace regardless. So all those things matter. Do your research and actually speak to people and be very conscious of the person inviting you and do you align with their frequency. My friends, as we now move into soft and sovereign, the first thing that I can say about how do we actually show up in the world? What does it look like when we are embodying a soft and sovereign way of living? It comes down to frequency. People can feel your energy and your vibration online, virtually, (laughs) and a mile away. Because everything is frequency. So this is why when you begin to tune in more and more and more to your own and clean it up and clear it up and unplug from the matrix, TV, mainstream media, right? Negativity, old toxic paradigms and patterns, friends that are living something completely different from the real reality of their life. And you can start to see through that so much online. But so when you start to tune more into what you want and doing your own deep inner work without bypassing it, you then can really tune in in an intuitive way and you can sense people's vibrations. You can see where there's grief, shame, rage, doubt, worry, performing, proving, all of that. Doesn't mean you judge it because then you're separating, which is so seductive. So it's not about their different, better, worse, good, bad, right? It's none of that. It's discernment, energetic discernment. So first and foremost, discerning your own. How do things feel? When you see that text, when you see that phone call coming in, when you see that post, when you see that share, when you see that reel on socials, when you get that email, when you're in conversation with that person, 
How do you feel? Soft and sovereign begins to reign supreme over your own nervous system. So first and foremost, because you want to amplify your own beautiful love conscious frequency, which is the new earth frequency that is the 5D. 3D is stressed, worried, people pleasing, right? Anxious. Do the right thing that may not be in alignment with your soul's purpose. People pleasing stuff, right? So first and foremost, take care of your own frequency. Of course, you know, I'm going to say unplug from anything that doesn't serve you from being in complete alignment and embodied. So that could include, you know, the shit food, the alcohol, the drugs, the looping, the proving, the performing, the anxiety around social sharing. I know I have a lot of coaches and entrepreneurs and leaders who tune into this show. Um, or brand new podcasters. And it's so easy to get caught up in the latest, you know, trends. Do this so that you can get more eyeballs on your content. You know, the most authentic, non-performative coaches that I now have the honor to know or and or follow or who've been on this show, they don't do one of those things. And they run multiple six-figure or seven-figure businesses. They've never shaken their booty or done a weird voiceover on some strange reel a day in their life. Now, if that's really fun for you, great. But if you're doing it because you've been told that's what you should do, but it doesn't really align with you, I'm going to ask you to honor what is real and right and most aligned for you. You'll never see me shaking my booty like that. Will sometimes I dance because I'm honoring the fact that like, wow, I've lost 32 pounds. My body is leaning down to its optimal physical expression and I'm honoring no TV, no alcohol, no crap food. I used to eat a lot of fast food. Yeah, at least once a week I would. Filet of fish at McDonald's and a bean burrito at Taco Bell. I did before I woke up really, really deeply um, in August of 2021. Not to mention the wine and all that other shit. So, yeah, you do you. Don't get caught up in the other stuff and really start to get mindful and conscious of your own frequency. That, my friends, allows you to tap into your inner guidance. Your inner guidance is your direct channel to your divine alliance, to God, to love frequency, love frequency and, uh, and divine love, Right? We are an emanation of the Most High. There is no separation. I got to see it. I got to live in that quantum realm. I got to see what looked like infinite stardust and neon sacred geometry of the grid of the universe that was infinite. Only love, only joy, so much peace and compassion, oneness. Oh my God, it was incredible. So when you've touched that, when you've gotten the opportunity to embody that, you don't want to go against that with some bullshit new tactic on social media. Soft and sovereign. What is your inner guidance pulling you to, toward, for? Can you honor it? I know I have a lot of people that, that tune into this, to our podcast. 
have a very successful business, maybe medical practice, real estate business, um, company that you've built from scratch or took over, coaching business, and you're very caught up, right? Because the revenue is strong. And so there's a beholden factor of like, I want to break free. I want to go into the space of, of the healing arts, medicine woman arts, coaching, empowering, spiritual guidance, which is where I'm headed, by the way, way more spiritual. It's all around soft sovereignty and it's coming. <laughs> it's emerging right after I thought it would take fucking forever. And it was just so unbearable. Remember that conversation from last week? Just a few days later, I started to download what's next. And it was already what I had in mind, but it really started to crystallize. So I'm really, really really happy about that because I really didn't know how long that would take and I have I just I was willing just to be an hour long it needs to take anyway you'll hear more about that in the next four-ish weeks three to four weeks so listening to that call so many of you I know have that on your heart we are in the great awakening whether we get to see the ultimate manifestation of the you know the the great ascension the grand ascension happen in the physical manifestation of the world I don't know but the frequency the energetic is here and so if you're being called forward this is your time to answer the call because if it's your calling, it will keep calling. <laughs> oh, isn't that the truth? And then my friends, that dovetails into the next layer of soft and sovereign. Having strong, unwavering faith in knowing that you have everything within you to answer that call, to reign supreme over the mind, nervous system, and old labels. Here's a question for you. How would you walk, talk, <laughs> breathe, and be if you trusted that all of life was happening through you? That you knew that your divine alliance, your angels and your guides were always offering signs, symbols, and synchronicities, and you actually started to pay attention. I believe I talked a lot about where I first awakened to this. When I started to really deepen my connection and cultivate um, my relationship with my divine alliance, back in, I think, late November of 2019, in an episode called Fear to Light, it was after I did a, a DIY exercise in sovereignty or this episode. And then from there, I actually learned how to, yeah, to commune with my divine alliance. And then I started to follow all kinds of shows on YouTube that really talk about how you cultivate that relationship. Ooh, I have a really special guest named Belinda Womack. Some of you may even know of her. Uh, she teaches this. She's coming on the show. I believe she's scheduled for early May, so I can't wait to share her with you. She is as legit as they come, but you can actually go and search her out now if you'd like uh, in advance. Belinda Womack. What a beautiful, beautiful soul she is. So anyway, when you begin to cultivate that relationship, then you start to see the signs, symbols, and synchronicities that your angels and your guides are always offering you. You look up, you follow those clues, you, you take notice, and your life begins to change in subtle, nuanced ways and in big dramatic ways. It's pretty damn incredible. When I think about even coming across Ruby Freeman, 
which I don't even know how that happened on Instagram and then got her book and then started binging her podcast. And then it's just led to so much more. And now I consider her a friend, a sister, but it's like, if I didn't follow those clues, you guys have all done it. You know what I'm talking about, but now can you do it for yourself? Because you're deepening into your awakening journey. You're allowing your soul to lead the way. We already know that we've got to be with the present moment, because that's all we're guaranteed. That is only the place that our, our true freedom resides. But now what? I believe it's time to take that empowered action. If you're ready, if you know you're ready, and that requires even more bravery and courage, just like me showing up on this show and being like, oh my God, if I don't, I'm a coward. I was like, where the fuck is that thought coming from? There's not a single part of me that's a coward. By the way, that was a lie. That was distortion that I had told myself and convinced myself because I was also a coward in other ways where I had to have a filter on everything that I shared on social media, a veil versus what I really looked like. Could I show up hungover, wrinkles, not the smoothest skin? You know what I'm talking about? We should talk ourselves so much. The trash talking is insane. That's the enslavement. It's not our fault. We've been programmed by their perfectionism that doesn't even exist. It's sick. And the more that you play into it, the more that you can't live without it. It is sick. No wonder we have to drink ourselves away and numb it all down so that we suppress and oppress it. So how do you break free? Yes, being courageous enough to take that empowered action, which is really what fire and soul is all about. Empowered, aligned, embodied action from an awakened soul. Well, you are awake or you wouldn't be here. So you get to discern what's pulling you forward and will you answer that call? Righteous discernment is the next layer of soft and sovereignty. Before you just go and share something that you you got on one of the underground telegram channels, which could have millions of followers. I don't know why we call it underground, but you know what I mean? Maybe the real media, but you still have to be righteously discerning because if you haven't even given it two or three days to kind of like uh, settle in to the socials and it's like, is it true? Is it not true? Is it fact? Is it fiction? Right? Before you just blast it off to everyone, you know, righteous discernment. Before you get caught up in whatever may or may not be happening in Shanghai with Elon Musk and Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Righteous discernment. Don't plug in. Don't tune in until you've given it enough time to know whether or not it's even worth your time. Soft and sovereign. Soft and sovereign. So as I was sharing my journeys, um, the person who had invited me, that I wanted to sit with her, so much that all just, it just happened. It was so meant to be. It was so divinely guided and led. Um, she said, you know, soft and sovereign after I completed my share. And I was like, yeah, maybe that's a podcast episode. You know what I mean? So here we are soft and sovereign. And the reason why soft is so important to me is because the term sovereign could come across as maybe aggressive or like, it's like a strength that could be looked at as masculine, 
But because we know the divine feminine is leading this path for the grand ascension, it's where Mother Earth, Gaia, is ascending to, right? The divine masculine, not the divine masculine, the masculine has been operating on humanity's behalf for thousands and thousands of years. We're moving into the divine feminine, which is why so many people are going within. Letting go of the alcohol, the drugs, and the overeating, and the toxic friendship circles, and old paradigms that no longer serve them, including television and Netflix and Apple TV, etc., right? Learning to listen to the still small voice that is always speaking to us and communing with us, known as divine consciousness slowing everything down. This is so beautiful. So because of that, it feels very soft for me. And because I come from a former background of, you know, do, 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 and push, perform, and prove, even though it felt authentic and I talked myself into the fact that it was authentic, it's just not aligned anymore. What's aligned is that I feel soft inside, gentle with myself. And you guys caught that last week in my share from plant medicine but you also know that just like you i'm deeply fucking human and i have my moments that i'm now able to softly catch when i loop catching like that beautiful pink rose petal that would scoop it up in my journey and bring it into my heart to be alchemized and used for greater good no judging no shaming in fact, one of the facilitators, the ultra psychic one um, that I referenced last week from my plant ceremony, we're going to have a conversation on this show. It's not going to be for a good month's time. She's traveling to Peru uh, for a diete uh, in the Amazon, but we are going to have a conversation here about transforming shame. Oh, I can't wait to share that with you. Okay. Pick up potent leadership so that you understand what all of this performative bullshit really is and take on what you're willing to take on, if you're willing. You've got the antidote, slowing everything down, following your inner guidance, knowing what is in the way of that inner guidance, embodying how you would walk, talk, breathe, and be if you trusted that all of life was happening through you and that you had this unwavering faith in knowing you have everything within you to reign supreme and rise free and sovereign. It does come down to us. Nobody's going to save us. There is no actual blueprint or guidebook for this shit. It's one conscious breath at a time getting into the now present moment, knowing that's all we truly have. And that my friends is where your freedom resides. And sometimes we like to have some fun with an Oracle reader. My sister, Keisha Joy, happens to be an incredibly gifted and insanely talented Oracle reader. She is a seer. And, um, I get readings from her from time to time. In fact, if I'm making a big decision and I just want to know if my angels and my guides are blessing the decision, because why not ask? They're so present and I'll call on them to be present when she's pulling the card. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to her. She's incredible, by the way. If you want to ever get a reading with her, she's also deeply affordable. KeishaJoy.com. I'll leave the link in the show notes for you if you'd like to uh, book with her. Uh, anyway, so I had made a decision about a week, 
to eight days after I sat with plant medicine to move from where I'm currently living to a destination that I'm actually going to just save. But I called my sister, hadn't even shared about my journeys, by the way. So she knew nothing about the pink rose petals scooping up the insides or scooping up the looping. You know, she didn't know anything about that, that I had shared last week in uh, my reflection of my plant medicine ceremony. And I just called her and I said, listen, I have made a decision, but I just want to just check in to be sure that I am blessed. And I, I've already called on my angels and my guides and I've asked them to be present when you pull the card. And she goes, okay. So she's got about 50 decks of cards. She didn't ask any other questions. She didn't know about my journeys because we hadn't had that conversation yet. And she pulled a card from one of her 50 decks from what's called the Rose Deck. <laughs> this may apply to you. This is why I'm sharing it with you. Um, so remember, I had just decided, okay, this is where I'm going to move and it's out of state. And it's a really big decision. But again, I told you a lot of the clarity started to come through right, right when I surrendered to, okay, I don't have any idea what's next and I'm willing to sit with this. I'm willing to surrender to it. I'm willing to let my divine guidance lead the way. I don't know how long this has to take, but I'm willing to be in it, in the undone, unknowing, and uncertainty. And because I really fucking meant it, or maybe because I'm actually ready, I don't know. I don't really care. Doesn't matter. I got the answers just a few days later. The beginning parts anyway. So she pulls a card, one card from the one deck out of 50 that's called the Rose deck. <laughs> and it's called the Return a new story. You decide alignment. It's coming together. You've waited patiently for this moment. You've likely been working on the inner for some time, and now the outer is beginning to come into alignment. As changing beings, we are in a never-ending growth cycle. This doesn't mean that we're constantly in bloom. No, this means that we're constantly changing. This card is like the bloom. However, it's more powerful than that. It heralds the coming and going of a whole new way of being. An entirely new story has been written. This card heralds a great shift in your life. This often takes time, sometimes even lifetimes. Acknowledge how far you've come and how much you've grown. You're a part of creating change, not only in your own life, but in the world. Take a moment to take it in. You're just one of many, but your being here matters. A petal in the rose of a new humanity. Part of the forever unfolding. Things are aligning for you and around you. They're convening and coming together. You're in the right place at the right time. Your outer world matches your inner world. The card is delivering a, this card is delivering a message of harmony coming together, and the embodiment of holding a clear vision for many years. You've been doing the groundwork to get to this moment right here, perhaps for months, years, or even lifetimes. Use this moment. You get to decide what happens next. I mean, are you kidding? Now, here's the rose transmission, which is an affirmation. I acknowledge how far I've come and how much I've grown. I decide what happens next. 
I mean, when she pulled that and it's ref, it's the rose deck and it's referencing the rose petal in the blooming of humanity. And I'm here to awaken humanity and to step more into our sovereignty so that we can lead free and supreme. <gasps> so I knew I had to share that message with you because for some of you, it's going to land deeply in your heart, right where you need it. And maybe this will allow you to give yourself permission that you've been waiting for to make your decisions to move forward in the next step of your journey as well. It's an incredible time, my friends. It's an incredible life, and we are on this journey together. There's a lot more incredible stuff in store. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm just really grateful that you're here. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't, again, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us get this message to those who need it most and don't even know it yet. You are so very loved. You are so fucking courageous and don't you ever forget it. Take a deep breath and be free and sovereign. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.